Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay, hello everyone and welcome to the show. And today we have with us Reverend Rita M. Henderson, a speaker, self-publishing coach, CEO of Five Fold Publishing LLC, and an award-winning four times Amazon international best-selling author who's now on a divine assignment to provide Christian ministers and leaders with the self publishing strategies, guidance, and resources they need to turn their stories into influential, income-producing books that impact the world. So your story can and will change lives. Fantastic. Reverend Rita, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much for having me, Mark. I appreciate it. I appreciate being here. I'm excited. Oh, you're so, so, so welcome. It's fantastic to have you here. Um, hey, can you just expand a little bit more on where are you today with your business and who is it that you love to work with? Oh, I love working with Christian ministers and leaders. Um, now, oh, I've helped. I was being introduced on a podcast some time ago and, and the the, the um, podcast host said she helps thousands of, of ministers. And I'm like, no, no, not me. Like I've helped hundreds. She said, well, you've helped hundreds and those have helped hundreds and they've helped hundreds more. And so you've helped thousands now. And I'm like, okay. Um, So um, helping Christian ministers and leaders, mostly women, mostly Christian women is who I served. I've served um, several men um, and definitely enjoy working with men as well. Um, But mostly Christian women resonate with me. And um, I've been able to help them right now um, we're in the process. We have this um, amazing, on this year, we we were able to pull the trigger on some amazing a, a business formula that I've been thinking about for a couple of years. And so I was able to pull the trigger on that this year. And so we're teaching um, aspiring or Christian authors um, how to generate $2,000 a month in passive income with journals right? With the transformation mm-hmm. journals. And so that's, that's where we are today. I'm excited about that because that um, initially being a, being a publishing, we're a hybrid publishing, self-publishing company, full service. Um, we were a service-based business. And so Mark, I would, I would, you know, oftentimes think that it would be easier. I thought it would be easier if I had a product, right? Mm-hmm. I want a product. I want a product. It just seems so much easier if I had a product. And so, um, <laughs> and so now we have a product, which is our already done for you journals, planners, and notebooks. And, and these, these books are pre-made books that authors, speakers, coaches, ministers, leaders, um, mompreneurs, how, whomever can take, brand them as their own, and then publish them in less than two hours to 
um, self-publishing platforms like Amazon and the book patch. And so mm -hmm. everything is included in the in the um in the product to take them from ideal to self-published author. Right. And so that's where we are. And I'm excited about it. I'm so, so excited about it. It's um it's a great product. I know it is. It's helped us, like I said, to start generating consistent revenue that, because that has been a challenge. Um, the three years that we've been in business. Mm. So with that, so it sounds like what what you've been going through and everything that you've experienced, now you get to help guide your clients through similar kind of processes. It's it's the revenue, it's how you take this idea, it's how you get it out there. We all have these amazing ideas, but huh, logic gets in the way or technology gets in the way or I don't know how gets mm. in the way. So it sounds like your new model and what you're super excited about starts to remove those barriers that are in their way, right? Well, yeah, I'm I wanting to make impact. Like when I came out here in what I call the internet, well, actually I heard somebody else call them the internet streets. Um, I wanted to make, you know, impact and influence. So I was teaching you know, the women to write and self-publish their books, you know, get your story out there and use that story to connect with the people that you're called to serve. Um, mm. But then I had to really, you know, be transparent about it. And I want them to make income as well. Not only do I want them to have the impact and influence, but it's also important to for them to make the income. And um, and with that income, go here, Mark. I, that what you just said that I want to pause, highlight that, put it in capital letters, just neon lights. So there is fundamentally, we talk about so much on the podcast. I see so many people and we find ourselves doing this, wanting to inspire, wanting to give value, wanting to help other people. And yes, we are told from various sources that it's all about the you know, no like trust factor. Yes, there is. It's all about giving value. It will come back to you. Reciprocity, gratitude. Yes, true. There is a place for all of this. However, However. There is a place where we can overcompensate yes. and realize I'm doing this stuff. I haven't yes. once made an offer. I haven't once realized that actually income, sales, revenue, that's often a dirty word is like, no, it's part of business. Mm -hmm. so, well, especially in the church, you know, and we're in the, you know, in the church and, 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 um, when I came out in 2016, I had this idea to monetize ministry and I got a lot of what we call side eyes. You know, I got a lot of um, feedback because of that. And I didn't have the confidence that I do today to carry mm -hmm. that movement. Um, being Christian ministers and leaders, um, it's important for us. We do great ministry. We do great church work, right? But then oftentimes, you know, um, we're not walking in the prosperity and the wealth, you know, and tied to jobs and nine to fives and different things. I've seen... You know, fivefold ministers, Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, do all of the things. And so it was important for me, you know, I, I enjoy doing great church work, ministry. I really do. That's where my heart and my passion is at. Um, but I also um, believe that, you know, we're supposed to um, generate prosperity, create mm -hmm. prosperity. And I do that through the business and I teach them to use their story, use their transformational message to, you know, whatever that is, um, by identifying their story, by identifying that transformational message of their trauma, the people that I'm called to serve, right? Getting to that transformational message of that trauma, because 
you know, it, it's for a reason, it's for a purpose, you know, and that's to help somebody else through what it is they're going through. And so I help um, women to identify the transformational message of their trauma, to write the books, to publish the books, but to build platforms to connect. Because when you publish the book, you write a book, you're not just creating, you know, words on a page, but you're creating a physical product, a tangible vessel to use to connect, right, with more people, to use it to connect when you're speaking on stages and platforms, whether you're a business owner or you, you're just doing ministry, right? Mm. Yeah. With, with your, when your clients come to you, what do you find like time and time again? We're talking about sort of their journey and their transformation. What do you find is their, their first hurdle? What is their first challenge that either they need to be made aware of or that you need to help guide them through so that they really take to your, your methodology and what, how you can guide them? Most people find me, you know, I don't like try to convince people. Most people find me, they often say, uh, this is a divine connection. They're ready. They're just looking for somebody to help them. They know that they're right. They know that they want to write their stories. They know that they're called to greater. They know that there's purpose inside of them. They know that they have a message. They know that they want to generate, you know what I'm saying? And many of them, you know what I'm saying? They might not necessarily know at the time that the, the book becomes the business, but they definitely know that they have a story and they want to share it and get it out into the world. That And, and yet, and, so and they awesome. know all this stuff. They know all this stuff. They know all this stuff. But, and that. Well, the ones, the ideal clients, the one that come and you just, you know, they use terms like, this is a divine connection. And I said, okay, I know that when they use the, that, I know, okay, that's, you know, that's my ideal client. And oftentimes when they come like with like that, then it doesn't take a whole lot of convincing. Yeah. But when they're clients, do they, are they looking for a sign to do this? Are they looking for permission to do this? Are they looking for something to help because if they know all this stuff why haven't done it already and i think that is so beautiful somebody to help them to get it done our and as a as a christian what and see i serve christian ministers and leaders so they're already in a in a great deal of knowing right they're fivefold ministers apostles prophets evangelists spiritual leaders so they're already in a great deal of revelatory knowledge they Mm. just looking for for the most part they need to know how to get it done and who can help them to get it done. What, you know, they don't know where to start is usually the issue, but they know that they have this story. Revelations, yeah. on the book of Revelations says that we're overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the words of their of our testimony, right? Of the words of their testimony. So they already have this amazing testimony that they're just ready to share with the world. They just don't know how. Mm. So this often comes back down to it's either the who, the who yeah. you need to become, who you are and how you're seen, or it's the how in terms of what do I do? What was what is the step-by-step approach to get this out there? And it sounds like you are an expert with the how. It's guidance to be able to here is the the process, the framework, the yeah. step-by-step guide. I'll guide you through this. Guys, you can do this. Yes. That is that where you excel. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think so, yeah. You you mean hell yes, that's exactly I know where so. I, I know so, yeah. I think yeah, I know so. <laughs> um so when when working with your clients during this process, 
what can you identify as um, a hurdle that they will come on across? Because every time we go to that next step, there's always that, that the next lesson, the next devil, the next thing we need to be aware of, the next challenge. Yes. That what are the challenges that you kind of see and know that okay, with me, we're also going to face this one. What, what would that be? Their challenge. What's their biggest challenge when they come when they find me? As as they're going through your process, what do as you guide the them through? That maybe they're not aware of when they when they sign up. Emotions. That's the biggest challenge when it comes to telling your story. The emotional intelligence that's required mm. for authors. It takes a great deal of emotional intelligence for authors to share their stories, to tell it, to write it, to publish it. And then to share it, it takes a great deal of emotional intelligence. The the and I I serve Christian ministers and leaders, and they've been through hell. For that. They've been through hell. I serve I serve um, women that have, have experienced um, childhood sexual abuse, trauma, domestic violence, hmm. it, drug abuse, drug addictions. So when they go to you know when they're ready to write their story, it takes it it brings about all of the different emotions they start to relive, to remember. Some people actually have forgotten. And as they begin to write, they start remembering. And, and that, yeah. That, so that's, to guide, uh, to guide them through maybe the, the, the suppressed emotions and memories and thoughts, the understanding of the, the beliefs yeah. and the stories that have been so deeply rooted and embedded that they become a, a part of us. We don't know where it's come from. So yeah. it's it sounds like it's very... There is a purpose to share your message. There are mm -hmm. some hurdles with how it's going to be received. What are people going to think of me? Am I going to lose people along the way? It doesn't sound like you're helping people share just you know, running those stories. This is, hey. They, they mostly get the most, um, what's the word? They, they come up against the most uh, resistance with their families or with yeah. the perpetrators sometimes you know but mm. most with the families and usually the perpetrators are inside the families right and so when they when the word gets out a lot of people they'll come to me and they say well, i want to write a book but i ain't gonna tell nobody well who you want to write the hood you gonna who gonna buy the book you know but but it's because of what are people gonna say what are yeah. their family not just people well what is my family gonna say what am i what am my family gonna think right what is my molester gonna think you know what you you understand what I'm, there's a lot of um oh man there's a lot of a lot of family that's the biggest challenge i've seen for the authors the emotional side of it and then dealing with the families so describe this to me when you help your clients to go through that once they've got that emotional intelligence or as we call it and forget yourself the emotional immunity of holding yes. space for yes this is my story i want to share this this i will not be controlled by anyone else's fears or doubts or overwhelm because i've gone through and acknowledged and worked through my own what what is that transformation like what is their world like to hold their book and to hold their emotional immunity out of themselves it sounds like the book is just a for them it's a it's a vehicle to get themselves to a place and now they get to share with the world to help other people also get to that place right yeah um what are the experience um 
I know, and you know, I'm trying to think, how did I feel when I published my first book? But they go through a great deal of emotions. They're very proud of themselves. Um, and they're very inspired and encouraged to build that platform. Once they get that book in their hands, it gives them the clarity that they need because, you know, most of them have said, said in, in church or ministries for quite some time. And they're like, okay, why was I created? What, what is my purpose? What, you know, what all the, all the hell that I've been through, what was the purpose of all the hell that I've been going through, you know? And so they get that book and I think it enlightens them in a way to say, okay, I, now I understand what the transformational message of my trauma is. Now I understand. And not only that, now I have this, you know, this tangible vessel, right? This physical product to connect with women. And oftentimes, um, one of, one of the authors, author minister, Sharon Phillips, she has the book, Hello, My Name is Abuse. She went from, ch you know, child abuse, a serious, just lifetime of abuse, um, even, you know, with her, her children's father, right? And um, the father of her children, she went through a great deal of abuse. Um, and, and now getting that book out is, I think when she was in pre-sales, women start connecting with her through the inbox. I'm going through, I'm experiencing, you know, the same thing, you know, how can you help me get out of what I'm, what I'm in? And that's what the book is intended to do. It's, it's, it's some woman's survival guide. It's, it's to help, some, you know, some woman, some man to get out of what you've already been able to come through. And so mm. we'll start inboxing, you know, when you begin to share your story and, you know, speak about the, you know, understand that message, the transformational message of your trauma, then it resonates with your, it begins to resonate and they begin to get inboxes and she, she begins. So the book, I, I call it the jump off. It's, it's, it really becomes the business. It becomes all of the things. It can become the workshop, the class, the course, the Bible study program. It can become, you know, many different things. Because there's um, no one way... Well, that's a bit sore, right? If this is, as you call the jump off, if this is the, the catalyst for yes. what career, what impact you want to have. So yes. what you do, crumbs, it is the impact, it is the influence, and it is the income. It is yes. that encapsulated. In, yes. There's the business. What I would like to do is I, I want to sort of get a tangent towards you know, being a being a business owner, being being a solopreneur, because, oh, my gosh, everything you said about the book, that journey, the emotional intelligence, the struggles, the oh, what will other people think? Isn't that the same as being a business owner? We all go through these these worries and these trying times. What has it been like for you personally as as the leader? As the business owner, as you've been going through your own transformation, as you've been growing and launching your business, what's your journey been like as you've gone through this? It's definitely been a faith walk. It's been a faith walk. It's been, um, and that's, and I was called off my job July 18, 2011. I was, I was driving away from work um, on a Monday, July 18, 2011. And it was, it's really been a faith walk. Um, I heard God speak to me. Um, I worked 26 years and I heard him say to me, he said, when you drive away from here today, daughter, don't you ever drive back here again? He said, and I promise you, Rita, he said, if you take care of my business, I will take care of all of your business. And so I've been on what I call this Jesus journey ever since. Uh, and, and it's been one that 
it requires emotional intelligence. And I keep going back to the emotions. I think because I chat, that's my challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, I often tell my clients, you know, you got to build up muscles. You you have to build up these different muscles in the different areas, right? Um, and and success is not overnight. We see people out here and, and it seems like they, you know, they made a million dollars, you know, in a year, two years and, you know, six figures. They reach six figures right away. And um, just the emotional intelligence that's required um, as a solopreneur, it's, um, it, it's, it can be overwhelming. It can be yeah. overwhelming. It can be frustrating. Um, and then knowing how to manage those emotions. Yeah, because these, these emotions, I mean, having that, that sort of faith and that trust in your vision. Now, that is. Like, am I crazy? Am I insane? But it's managing ourselves that the thoughts the mental aspect of the beliefs, the promises, the stories that we have, the programming that we have. Then it's the the physical aspect, how to regulate our bodies and our, our nervous system yeah. and get out of fight or flight. That overwhelm you speak about when we, when we react, when there's a lot going on. Oh my gosh, as an entrepreneur, it can be all-consuming. It can be devastating. Um, and on this journey... You, it sounds like you help your clients through that emotional intelligence. And what we found time and time again is what you help your clients with is the one thing that you need the most, maybe a different level, maybe a different area, but that's the one thing. So that is your, is your superpower, the double-edged sword. So you get to lead by example and also be like, Hey, let me tell you about what I'm going through right now. What I've just been through. Here's my example of this rather than being this golden guru who has everything oh, fixed no you talked about i watched an episode of, of you guys as you were you talking about self-sabotage yeah and i mean i wonder sometimes you know and and i have the, you know the mindset you know you have to do the mindset work like you said because you come out of you know i came out of being an employee 26 years and so it takes a lot of mindset work too um but i sometimes i think you know if i'm not you know if I don't get enough emotional intelligence or don't get any, any emotional intelligence, I feel like I'm self-sabotaging. And anytime I, you know, these emotions come like, is this self-sabotage? I don't know what to do with them though, you know? Um, yeah, and I can feel like that sometimes. Mm. If, you know, when I allow them to maybe get away from me. Yeah, and sometimes a slippery slope where you, do you catch yourself in the moment or is it after the event? You're like, oh no, I, 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 I look at where I am now and then it's getting yourself back into place. After, yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. But I let it go really quickly. So I don't let it, I don't let it resonate me and take me down. I have to let it go really quickly. I can't like be thinking about it the next day, right? Okay, it happened. Yeah. You know, try to do better next time. You're going to do better next time. You know, understanding what the triggers are. No, seriously, like understanding what the triggers are, you know, and understanding, you know, how to deal with those, what your coping mechanisms are. Like it really takes, and and that was the biggest struggle for me as an entrepreneur is learning and managing the, the revenue that comes in. That could be another one, but the emotional intelligence that is required. Yeah. Yes huge so wrapping all that up where where are you going what's what is the goal what is the dream oh my the dream is to help ministers to not only 
make impact influence, but also to create passive reoccurring income. And that's my dream because money solves our problems. I ain't gonna go biblical on you, but I mean, it's my dream to help um, five-fold ministers to generate wealth, the prosperity in which God mm. promises. Um, it, it is, we do, like I said, we do great church. We do great church. I mean, we do. I mean, I think we do church well. I think we do great ministry. Um, I think we do good. You know, we were taught to do good, you know, and, and but we, we need to do well now. <laughs> and, and what I mean by that is we need to do well financially. Yeah. And that's, and that's again, we spoke about before. This is where all these things come in together. It's that serving, giving and receiving, giving yeah. and receiving. The more you receive every single dollar you have is someone's decision to say, yes, help me gain value from you. And then the more that you receive, the more good you can do. Crumbs, yeah. if your business absolutely takes off this year, then you can do more. Um, you can bring more people in, do more free products, do something for people who need your help. The more you have, the more good you can do. So when we start this episode, it's not you've helped thousands of people. Well, indirectly. So, yeah, it's the direct impact that you have, but the indirect impact something beautiful there yeah and and as when i came out here in 2016 what i did was i i went into a 501c3 mark i wanted to do good i empowering through the word ministries is my 501c3 and so i was i wanted to do food baskets and giveaways and i was doing that but i was doing it out of my own money and then i started begging looking for people to help me do it but we need to do business first because we need to generate that revenue and then start our charitable organizations, right? But I, but so many of us will start the charitable organizations first. Yes. Putting the cart before the horse. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yep. Beautiful. Reverend Rita, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for sharing your message, what you do, how you help people and inspiring others to, to do, do the same, to do good, do well, do business. Yes. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You're so, so welcome. And look, if people want to find out more about more about you and the amazing work that you do, where can they find you? I have an amazing community. Um, it's um, we're we're pivoting a little bit, um, but we're called I have an amazing community and they can join me at www.aspiringchristianauthors.com. That's how you can connect with me. I'm on Facebook mostly, and I'm getting ready to, um, I'm doing some things over on TikTok. So I'm Reverend Rita over on TikTok. Awesome stuff. Well, everyone, please, if you're curious, go and check it out. But Reverend Rita, thank you again. This has been so much fun. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> See you next time. Bye.